Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. This is SENZ Mornings with Ian Smith. Smithy, of course, an Aussie calling uh, the cricket. He was a busy man yesterday with the second Chapel Hadley ODI. Uh, so you got Ricardo Ball sitting in the hot seat for him. And, uh, of course, this weekend, or tonight, in fact, uh, the big one on TVNZ. You can check it out. It is King in the Ring and uh, one of the participants, not in the eight-man, but he has a big fight too at Cruiserweight, is the man they call the hammer, Mark Timms. G'day, Mark. How you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. It's a story. How's uh, how's CKB been the last couple of weeks? Would have been a uh, place would have been fizzing. Yeah, yeah, it's really good at the moment. We just got um, Israel kind of coming into camp at the moment. We got Dan coming into camp as well. Um, we got a bunch of MMA guys all fighting in two weeks. We got so this at the moment, like our workouts on the Saturday night, like the spider workout. We're doing. Uh, probably eight or nine guys all at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's crazy in there at the moment. Yeah, I bet, mate. I bet. I mean, I know that you. We're going to talk your fight in a minute, and I don't want you know. Don't want to make it all about like Israel or Dan. But given that you you're training with those guys, you're sparring with those guys a lot, and of course they're multi uh, faceted in terms of MMA. MMA, they've got to be grappling, they've got to be doing all that sort of stuff. How does that work for you when you have to go spar those guys? Do you just spar them standing up, or do you do other things as well? Uh, that I, I train MMA as well, so um, we do do MMA rounds and stuff like that. But uh, knowing that I have um, a kickboxing fight coming up, that is pretty kind to me. Um, and just usually, it just won't take me down, or it'll be quite kind of like minimal. Sort of like if we do go on the floor, then we sort of, they sort of like let let me build up back to striking again because we're still going five minute rounds. So at least I get like yeah, a good three four minutes of striking in, and then there'll be some other sort of like uh yeah like grappling involved or something like that yeah but yeah they just, just they just don't go too wrestling heavy on me well oh, that's got to be nice that's gonna be nice no 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 one likes to cuddle on the mat for too long no definitely not no <laughs> me me in particular as well being the nail most of the time <laughs> it doesn't help mate doesn't help you uh, hopefully you can be uh the hammer though uh tonight uh you know your fight at cruiserweight um against mandela ale he's a uh, I know that he's a uh, Southpaw. How much do you know about him beyond that? Uh, regard in regards to like yeah, his technical ability and stuff like that, I've pretty well, um, pretty researched him pretty well. Um, yeah, he's a Southpaw that has a particularly good like right leg. Not necessarily the 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 more common thing is the left side with a Southpaw, his power side. But yeah, his right leg is is probably even a bit more educated than his left side. So, uh, 
little bit um a little bit different to your more conventional southpaw but yeah it's it's an interesting fight for me it's very it's a tidy fighter how do you have to uh change what you do in the ring when you're fighting a bloke that's southpaw uh it's getting you positionally you have to just be a little bit um a little bit more onto it like oh you try and fight from the outside of the lead foot so you try and step outside to line up your power um but you have to still be good from both 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 sides because they're very good at getting that position themselves. But I would say like defensively is get your defense down. That's like the best like the best thing to like sort of get sorted straight away because everything is kind of sort of in reverse a little bit um, when it comes to defense and that makes up like fifty percent of exchanges. You know, so yeah, just. With this fight, I've just definitely been uh, just polishing up the the sort of defensive side of things. Yeah, I mean, obviously the lead leg, the lead hand are, are a lot closer together when you're fighting in southpaw. Um, what does it open up for you that maybe you wouldn't fighting a conventional fighter? I mean, is is the liver shot more on because the liver's closer to you? Or I think the liver shot is on, but it takes probably a little bit more setting up um, than normal um, and placed sort of place a little bit different because you have got the leg and the hand more so in the way maybe a little bit less time to less distance to travel um but if you watch guys like um like i watched a lot of bernard hopkins uh fighting southpaws and stuff and he goes to the liver uh regardless um of their stance and usually uses it as a way to sort of um get get off the ropes and stuff like that and uses it as a way to control a guy um, which I think is is an interesting way of using it. Not necessarily as a devastating punch, but he definitely aims for it so that he can freeze a guy so that he can like move around them and get sent to ring again. So I find that quite interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the different tactics that go into it. Eh? I mean, I guess that's the other thing is that you know they'll they'll be aware if you if you uh, I, I guess bait it a wee bit and, and make it look like that that's where you're going, and then then it could open up opportunities upstairs as well. Yeah, for sure, definitely, and like getting around that lead shoulder is um is is also another problem with the southpaw because the shoulder is pretty much always in front of the chin for the left hook so going downstairs and then bringing it back up again can sort of disconnect the shoulder and the chin a little bit so that you can uh, get your fist in there now you are the um IKF English champion you're a massive champion as well you've been fighting in glory too um what does this fight mean for you is this a stepping stone to get somewhere else or uh, how do you see this uh, to be honest, like I'm just happy to just be busy, really. Like um, at the moment, I've uh, since the pandemic and all that nonsense has happened, I'm just happy just to get back to work again. Um, I don't see like Mandela as like a stepping stone or anything like that. It's just a case of getting busy again, getting active again. I used to fight so regularly, and then COVID. I, I had a contract with Glory that sort of kept. I kept that stopped me from fighting elsewhere, even though they weren't getting me fights, then COVID and all this. So for me personally, it's just about, it's just about putting on a good, a good, just putting on good fights. You know, like I think um, people enjoy watching me fight, just get out there and just fight and just enjoy it. And um, yeah, like I like thinking of these fights as uh, research projects. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I'm going in there and it's, it's interesting to me, like Mandela as an opponent is interesting to me because because he's a southpaw, he fights in a particular way, and then it's a way of like putting things together to to defeat that style. It's not really like 
I don't really look too far past um, an opponent as a way to get me somewhere or anything like that. Not at this stage in my career. If it does, it does, which is great. But over the last three, four years, all of us fighters have, have suffered, um, unless we're signed to big organisations, we've all suffered from, yeah, not being able to fight or knowing the future is not certain so much. So I suppose, yeah, I don't really look at that sort of thing now. I just see it all as like, oh, this is a good practical test for my research project. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a bunch of fights on the card outside of yours as well. Obviously, there's a couple of bo- uh, Kiwi boys also fighting and Roscoe, uh, Oscar Remihana and uh, Byron Poynton. Um, those guys have both held belts, former New Zealand champions in different weight divisions. I know they fought at middleweight, fought at cruiser. We're about, we're about to they're going to sit uh, uh, tonight. I believe that fight's at 80 kilos, Um I think it would probably be some sort of like eliminator for the 80 kilo tournament, I would say. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got a steer on that? I mean, I know that, um, you know, uh, Byron will be coming up a weight a little bit, won't he? Yeah. I I think I did last, I last saw him fight at 80 as well. I think his last two fights have been at 80. So maybe he's settled into that weight now and uh, he feels more comfortable at it. I know he fought Terrence Montgomery. I believe that was at 79 or 80. And then before that, he fought uh, the former King of the Ring champion, Victor Mechkov. I believe that was at 80 as well. So he he's definitely had a couple of like tests at that weight, so at the, the, the highest level as well. So he must be pretty comfortable at 80 now. Yeah, it's great, mate. I mean, I'm looking for there's so many good fights and we haven't even got to the eight man yet, but we will get there. We will get there because I know uh, that there is also another CKB fighter in Navajo Sterling, who's a two-time king in the ring champion, uh, gunning for a world title uh, tonight as well. Uh, You know Navajo. You've seen him train. You've seen him fight. Uh, He's going to be up against a guy from Aussie and Jesse Astill, who's won multiple uh, championships, and those guys are fighting for the World Kickboxing Federation World Heavyweight Crown. This is a a massive fight. Yeah, great fight, and uh, definitely think that Navajo takes it, but it would probably be like the biggest test uh, that he's had, uh, regardless of uh, winning his two King in the Ring titles. Um, But yeah, in like recent years, this will be his biggest test. because the guy that this uh, this Jesse Jesse Astell is his name is mm. equally strong, athletic young man. You know, like I've um, watched him fight as well. He can bang, and uh, he's got a very tidy like Muay Thai style. Um, but I think that Navajo will be a bit too much for him. Um, but yeah, de- definitely very um, a fifty fifty fight. You know, like uh, but yeah, I definitely back Navajo. Yeah, nice, nice. All right, well, that's another one to look out for. And the King in the Ring, uh, of course, this is a massive fight card, and you can catch it all on uh, TVNZ coming up tonight. Uh, Tickets available from Event Fighter Stadium as well. Uh, We should also talk, because it's this is a, what do you call it, a multidiscipline card, isn't it? We've got boxing as well, and the uh, WBA, International Women's Flyweight Boxing title, uh, is on the line, and the uh, World Eliminators, uh, is, it's a world title eliminator as well. Michelle Pressure Preston, um, out of ETK, uh, taking on a fighter I don't know much about out of Thailand, and Fanaluk Kong Song, uh, but Michelle's story, 43, she's a mum, she owns her own business, been out of the ring four years, she's made a comeback, put everybody on their bum that needs to be put on their bum to get to this point, and away she goes again. 
yeah, amazing, inspiring stuff. Yeah, for sure. To like come back at her age and, and perform like she's performing is is brilliant. You know, like a lot of people, yeah, would sort. It's it's amazing when like someone like leaves the sport and then they're like, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it another go. You know, like I think I can do a little bit more. And uh, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that for men. Men just try and do that, and they don't have the testosterone or anything anymore to like <laughs> be able to perform. But the good thing about women is like they get stronger. That like when they have children and stuff like that, they come back even stronger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. All right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've seen much of the Tie Fighter uh, funnel look Kong song she's going up against, but um, given the way she's dispatched so many others in New Zealand and Australia at fifty one kilos, uh, you're backing Michelle for the win here. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's no beating her, I don't think. Yeah, I think I agree with you, mate. We should talk. I mean, the thing is called King of the Ring, and it's a Trans Tasman super heavyweight kickboxing event. It is an eight man challenge as well. So all the other fights we've talked about are nothing to do with this. This is even more fights. So it's a massive card. Uh, you can see it all on TVNZ Duke, and of course at Event Finder Stadium. Go to Event Finder and grab your tickets there. But I hope that they've reinforced the ring mark is all I can say because there are some big, big bodies here. I mean, it's super heavy, including Dave the Titan Tuitupo, six foot eight, 170 kilos. What is going on? I know. When you when you just listen to the stats, you uh, you think, God, these blokes, how do they even move? But then when you see him hit the pads and you see him blowing people's jaws off you're like they really can move you know like and that's the best thing about the super heavyweight tournament is is yeah like people's uh people's wigs are getting blown off left right and center i don't think there's any point fighters you know <laughs> it's not a finesse it's not a finesse sport at super heavy is it no it's a whole di- it's honestly a whole different ball game like when even with the with um heavyweights in the gym and stuff like that sometimes you think god it doesn't look that good, you know, like, or you see him hit the pads and you're like, maybe it doesn't look that good or whatever. But then you, f- you feel them when you hold the pad and you're like, Oh, that's all it takes. Okay. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> you, just have to, you just have to touch somebody with that and that's yeah. it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you haven't, uh, haven't put yourself in that place. You haven't, haven't offered to spar him. No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. Like I'm a, I avoid like, I, some, I I didn't spar such heavy guys since I moved to New Zealand, actually. Like, um, sort of, you, I think Kiwis are just, obviously, just generally, just much bigger people. Um, so I'm used to sparring heavy guys, but then there's there's heavy guys that are 110 kilos or 100 kilos, which is all good. And then there's guys that are 170 kilos. And uh, if they kick you in the leg, then you're not going training for another fortnight. Yeah, mate. It doesn't sound like a pre- it doesn't sound like a great idea. He's on one side of the eight man. On the other side of the eight man, I think these guys are the two favourites. There's a guy called the Balkan Bear, Brandon Perisic. Uh, he's out of Aussie. He's a big man in his own right. He's 130 kegs. He's still giving away 40 kegs. Uh, I don't know how much you know about uh, the Balkan Bear, but I mean, it looks very much like these two will collide uh, in in the final. Is that how you're reading it? It is looking that way. Yeah, they He's a bad man, that uh, Balkan Bear. I saw, they just fought recently, not long ago, with him taking the win. But I think um, he got dropped. I think he got dropped in the first round or something like that. So um, that'll be a very competitive fight. Um, 
there's also a couple of others in there that are, the thing is the super heavyweights are crazy aren't they it's like anything could happen like uh, there's a guy uh, Lee Cara who's who's also like he's good and he's also he holds a win I think over the Titan as well so there's dark horses at that weight either there's dark horses in tournaments and then there's a super heavyweight to where anybody can be a dark horse because they only have to touch you on the chin it's that, that punches chance thing that they talk about in boxing it's like this is the ultimate punches chance division yeah there is a times 10 modifier on punches <laughs> chance for uh, everyone in everyone in that eight man <laughs> uh, looking forward to it, man. The uh, Trans-Tasman Super Heavyweight t- uh, Tournament, Dave, the Titan Tui Tupo, is the uh, is the defending champion. A uh, whole bunch of fighters on that card as well. Like I said, TVNZ Duke, you can watch it live for free tonight if you're in New Zealand. If you want to get along, tickets through Event Finder. It's at Event Finder Stadium on the North Shore. And you can catch the hammer in action there as well, Mark Timms. Mark, thank you very much for uh, coming on and having a chat. And best of luck in your bout as well. Hopefully we... Uh, see your arm raised at the end of the night. Thanks, mate. I appreciate it. Cheers for having me on. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.